into Uncommon Women, a podcast that provides a platform for women of all walks of life to share their upbringings, life lessons learned, experiences, and journeys to come. Uncommon Women speaks on topics that can relate to all women. We share, we listen, we laugh, we cry, and we empower each other to be the best uncommon woman that they can be. Ultimately, we are cultivating a global movement of women supporting women. Women supporting entrepreneurship, relationships, self-love, and so much more. We inspire each other to make an impact on this world for the better. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Uncommon Women. Now, finally, grab a seat, get comfortable, and hear from your wonderful host, Shanira and Jenny Lee. Thank you, kings and queens, for tuning in to Uncommon Women. I'm Shanira. And I'm Jenny Lee. And today we have an amazing inspiration lady that's going to be coming on today to share her story uh, by the name of Nisi Jordan. Um, She was born and raised in Northeast Ohio. Uh, She was uh, abused by uh, multiple family members and also went through um, a dark space of years of physical abuse um, from past relationships. And she she kept a lot of that trauma tucked away in her heart for decades. Uh, But today we actually have the honor of being with her and she's going to share her story as well as her accomplishments with her book and some tips to help others. So thank you so much, Nisi J, for coming on today. It's such a pleasure to uh, have you on our platform. Thank you for having me. No problem. So before we get into the good stuff today, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and um, what you like to do? Absolutely. Um, As you mentioned, I am from Northeast Ohio, the cold area. (laughs) Um, And I have been here in North Carolina for, it'll be eight years actually on the 1st of March. Um, I'm a mother of two grown children. I have two grandchildren. I'm a wife. Um, Now I am an author, something that I never thought I would be, but I'm now an author of behind closed doors. Um, I'm someone who's trying to help others who have gone through the experience that I have um, of being molested. Um, Maybe I have not been raped, but you know, uh, people who have been molested or uh, physically or mentally abused. Um, So I'm here now, besides writing that book, just trying to help others to, you know, understand you know, it's okay to speak up. Um, so that is what I am trying to do today, um, just to help others um, overcome, you know, their hurt and pain that they're they're going through. Absolutely. And it's wonderful that you, you know, have the courage to be able to speak up and share what you've been through, um, because a lot of people may have experienced it and not necessarily sure how to start, um, you know, sharing what they went through and helping others. So um, I condone you for that. Uh, So let's get into, um, let's get into your testimony. Um, I see that, you know, through your book, you, you said that it happened from multiple family members. Can you uh, take us a little bit down memory lane of how, how everything played out? Absolutely. Um, so it all pretty much happened when I was around six or seven. I want to say seven because that's what I can remember and it could have started sooner. Um, but at the age of seven, I was molested by my grandfather and then my uncle. Um, my grandfather, God rest his soul, but um, he is deceased. Um, he molested me for 
several years, um, I believe up until the age of 11. And then my uncle, um, his son, my dad's brother, um, he molested me as well. Um, it was a one-time occurrence with him. And again, several instances with my grandfather. Um, it happened, um, who is it's, it's somewhat sometimes tough to talk about because it does take me back. And I remember, you know, the things that actually happened. Um, he, oh my God, just my grandfather, I thought was a loving person. Um, and don't get me wrong. I always thought he was a loving person, even after this happened. Mm -hmm. Um, but he had put me through some things that I never thought that I would experience. Um, it went on for several, about four years. Um, I think I was about 11 when it finally stopped. Um, it was always done at my grandmother's home, um, away from my grandmother where my grandmother till this day, God rest her soul as well. She has no idea or never knew. Um, but he just, just did things to me that no one should ever have to experience. Um, I thank God I was not actually raped, but um, just the thought of him even touching me as a child, um, you know, as we know, things like that happen, not knowing why, but, you know, there's somewhere down the line or prior to this happening, you know, that it had to happen to him or, you know, yeah. there's always a trigger for someone to do something like that. Right. Um, and so, you know, from my understanding and from what I was told from another family member, it happened to him when he was a child. How true that is, I'm not sure. But, you know, regardless, he did things to me that no grown up should ever do to a child. I was touched in ways that I should have never been touched. I was... Um, grinded on i was i was i was forced to touch things that i should have never been privy to you know what i mean right. at the age of seven i should have never known any of that um but he did that to me for like i said about four years and my uncle did the same and it, it, it was oh, it was a horrible experience for me Wow. Um, did your parents, um, you know, speak to you in regards to, you know, being touched by uh, someone older than you or just inappropriate touches from body parts? And like, what were you going through at seven years old, you know, and this being your grandfather that you love and adore so much? Like what what thoughts were you actually going through? So to answer the first question, my parents always talk to me and my sister all the time about, you know, the right, right thing, the wrong thing, yeah. what we, you know, should look out for, what we should look out for, talk to us if this happens or that happens. Um, but as a child, if you are in a situation like that and you have a person that is forceful with you and they intimidate you to say, you know, to tell you, don't say anything, you know, yeah. what do you do? And my parents, of course, um, not thinking, and they rightfully so, not thinking this is going on because this is her father-in-law, my dad's father, mm -hmm. you know, 
they can trust them. They can trust my uncle. They can trust everyone in that house. That's the reason why we were never really taken to anyone else to be babysat. You know what I mean? It was either my grandparents or my aunt and uncle. Um, so being at my grandparents' house, my mom and dad's not thinking of that. Thinking, oh, yeah, you know, they're in their mind, they're fine. Right. So if yeah. I'm not speaking up and I'm not saying anything, they have no reason to believe that I am being molested. And so for several years, you know, I didn't speak up. I didn't say anything. Um, at the age of seven, I don't know if this is okay. You know what I mean? I don't know if what I'm feeling is a bad feeling. I don't know if, you know, I just don't know. But as I get older and you start to learn more, um, you start to see more, um, you know, your teachers even talk to you about, you know, when you're in school mm -hmm. about yeah. sex. Then you start to realize, hold on, this was going on with me when I was, you know, seven. Um, so then it starts to kick in, like, wait a minute, that was wrong. And so when it happened again with someone else, um, you know, I already, I, I knew, I already knew it. all of this was just not okay. Um, but yeah, it, I, I was, I, I kept it all to myself um, for 22 years. Wow. And I, and I think when, when we're threatened, that's where the fear comes in because even though they're family members and you're a child and you don't know any better, you know, they're going to say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And they put that fear in you. Right. And sometimes even as we get older and we want to say something, um, we don't have the voice, right. you know, we don't have the voice cause it's the, the trauma behind it. Mm -hmm. So, and then you, and then, at the aspect with your parents, of course they trusted them because they're family, but it's just sad that this was all going on and they didn't know. Right. Right. And, and, you know, the, the crazy part is when my uncle said, don't say anything, it wasn't, that was really all he said. And I think it was the tone in his voice, mm. you know, um, you better not say anything. You know, just that tone and at my age, you know, you it's know. like, okay, wait, <laughs> am I going to get in trouble? Right. You know, I don't know any better. Um, but as I stated, you know, as you get older, you start to understand, um, you know, what was actually wrong. Um, of course, it's a little too late. It's It's never too late, but it's a little too late because now at this point, I've gotten older. Now I've become somebody that I should have never been. I, you know, I'm out here doing things that I shouldn't do, you know, mm -hmm. whether it be trying to have sex, whether I'm trying yeah. to drink or mm -hmm. smoke or, you know, do things that um, adults do because these people have made me more grown than what I needed to be. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Did you ever feel, well, let me back up. You said that it, you had a sister as well. Did you ever, were you ever able to talk to your sister to see if she was experiencing the same thing or was it just you? What's funny about that. Um, <laughs> so for, 
like I said, for years, I, I was silent. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I told my dad a year before he passed away. Wow. Part of the story, okay. not everything. Um, because he had cancer and I didn't want to stress him with extra stuff. Right. Um, but when I finally told him what I told him, I did talk to a cousin of mine who also is, is his grandson and, you know, nephew. Um, he told me it happened to him. So mm-hmm. it drew me oh, wow. to talk to my sister. Wow. And so, of course, the embarrassment of it all, she's telling me, no, 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 mm-mm, no, no. It's all I'm hearing. No, no, no. I believe mm-hmm. her. After I wrote the book, she finally came clean. Wow. And said, yes, this happened to me as well. I kind of figured after I hearing from my cousin and finding out other cousins had the same mishap. Um, but again, you know, it's an embarrassment. You know, I felt the embarrassment. So I could understand where my sister was coming from, not wanting to say anything. Um, yeah. But the fact that um, that it did happen to her, you know, it, it 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 bothers me because me and her was in the same home together. Uh-huh. You know, I don't know what she was going through her mind in her room. I don't know. What, she don't know what's going through my mind in my room while we're laying in bed thinking about what may have happened to us. Right. You know what I mean? And so we're not able to talk to each other because she don't know my truth. I don't know hers until now. Um, so people don't understand that it's tough to, to talk about stuff like that. It's, it's very embarrassing. It's hurtful, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah. Every there's, several people in the family who have been hurt um, by this, some worse than others. I hate to say that, but mm-hmm. some have really been, yeah, went a little deeper than my situation or her situation. Her so. situation. Wow. Do you feel as though you maybe lifted off um, a weight, the weight on your sister when you released your book about sharing your story and that she was able to you know, open up and you guys could talk about it? Yeah, I, I believe it helped her. I really do because there's a lot of people who have purchased my book, some that I know, some people that I don't know, who actually said to me, thank you, because now I'm able to open my mouth and I'm able to voice what has happened to me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when she told me, well, she told her husband first. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she finally told me and my mom, it was like, wow, you know, and I know for her to hold that in as long as she did, I could, and it's longer than what I've held it in for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'm sure it's a weight off of her shoulder. I'm, I'm sure it is. Um, so, and I'm glad that she was able to speak on it because, again, holding something like that in is very traumatic and it's it's detrimental to you as a person because, you know, your choices of not speaking up actually hinders you from being happy. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're so angry on the inside because of what has happened. And especially people who don't forgive those who mm-hmm. harm them. Yep. You know, these crimes, these acts are so crucial to people, to their lives. And they don't understand that. People don't understand that. And you get a bad name 
from people because of how you act and they don't know why where it's coming from mm -hmm. where it's coming from <laughs> mm -hmm. you know i've had a lot growing up of people pointing a finger at me like oh you're this you're that or you know um you've done this you've done that or you're a hoe or you know what i mean it's a yeah. bunch of things because i've mm -hmm. carried myself in such a way that i shouldn't have never carried myself but because of the heinous acts you know now i'm just this whatever people want to call me right you know so that's right. why my book was important because I wanted to get it out and let people know this is who I was and this is why I was, but this is who I actually am. Mm, I agree. And I think a lot of people don't realize, you know, sometimes we fill a void different ways. You know, it doesn't always have to be drugs and alcohol, but sometimes yep. right. women, we fill voids by having sex with other people or just yep. being promiscuous or, yeah. you know, just trying to control things in different aspects, not knowing what someone else has been through or what childhood that, that they had to experience. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Nisi, um, did you ever feel like you were just like a target you know, when you were little? Because, you know, you've had three different people, you know, family members, abuse you did you just ever feel like you were just a target and you felt like you're were you i mean when you were little you're not assuming they're doing it to anyone else but you right um i did um it, you know at times it got uncomfortable you know going over there um but i could never make it known you know i didn't mm -hmm. i didn't want to make it known um and so when I got over there, yeah, I always felt like, you know, this is going to happen again. You know, yeah. Yeah. they're waiting for me to come over. They know when we're coming over. They know when they're going to babysit. So, you know, what's going through your mind prior to me showing up? You know, are you thinking about the next thing that you're going to do to me? Are you thinking about how you're going to do this to me? Are you thinking about wow. how you want me to touch this or touch that? You know, these things are just, yeah, man, it, it was it. It was like you were kind of like preparing yourself, like at that moment. Okay, well, right. this is gonna happen. I Here have to again. We go again, and you just yeah. you're preparing yourself before they can even tell you to do anything. That, right. That's a shame. Right, right. But you know, um, it, it it happened, and mm -hmm. um, I, I just I hate that it happened. I really yeah. hate that it happened. Um, but for me, I think today um, it's made me who I am. Yes. And I'm not ashamed of who I am. And that's what should and be. And I'm not ashamed of what happened. I, I hate that it happened. Yeah. You know, but everything happens for a reason. Yes. Everything. Mm -hmm. And if you can survive you know, certain things in your life. Um, you know, they say this, um, uh, what don't kill you makes you stronger. Yep. And so I just thank God that <laughs> this didn't because there was multiple times where I tried to commit suicide. Wow. Um, based off of what I went through as a child, as well as the abuse with my second husband. So, mm -hmm. um, it's a lot. It's a lot. And, you know, there's just so many people out here who are going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I really hate that knowing that what I went through and there's others out there that's going through way worse. 
Mm-hmm. I hate it. Yeah. So let's fast forward. I know your your grandfather um, passed away. What was what was your relationship like as you got older with your family members? Did you have resentment towards them? Were you able to just you know talk to them like why why did you do this or did you distance yourself at a certain age? You know it's funny because most people would say, "How could you still talk to him or him after what they did?" Right. But that's part of being mature and that's part of being brought up in a home of uh, a home where you believe in God. Yes. And God always has all God always tell, you know, it's it's the in the word of God says, you know, we have to learn to forgive those who harm us. And 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 you know, our battle is not ours. So whatever that I endured as I got older, though I still acted in ways I shouldn't have, you know, at at a certain point, I had to realize, hold on, slow down, you know, God's got this. Because right. I, I realized all the things that I was doing, it was setting me up for failure, like the drinking, the smoking, the clubbing, the sex, the, you yeah. know, all the things that I was doing, it was setting me up for failure. Right. And so my second marriage when i was going through that the abuse and attempting tried to attempt suicide and oh he almost took my life as well when i was going through all of that you know it was about me having to pray i had to pray on what to do and god said i needed to forgive those who harmed me and i know that's cliche but you know everybody will say oh well you know but (laughs) right but i had to forgive them and so when i would go over there during holidays or whenever i would still speak to them as if they did absolutely nothing Mm -hmm. i now would i be comfortable sitting there all the time i always get this funny feeling in my belly like you know i'm just so i'm uncomfortable but I can share space with you. I can. I have to. I have to. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. I just had to be careful in some situations, you know. Right. But I would still I would still speak to them. I never confronted them. Never said a word. My grandfather passed away. My uncle's still living. I just saw my uncle a few months ago. I spoke to him. Hey, how you doing? Kept it moving. My, you know, before my grandfather passed, I sat with him and I've talked to him again, uncomfortably, mm-hmm. but I've spoke to him, you know, um, because what I'm not going to do, even with my second husband, I'm not going to let what you've done to me make me out to be what I know I'm not. You already did that once, right? Yeah. making me more than what I should be. You're not going to make me a hateful person. I was a hateful person for years, Wow. always wanting to fight. I had so much anger in me. Mm-hmm. And so because of them, and I had to stop and think, do you want to continue to be hateful? Or do you want to be a happy person? I have to let go. Mm-hmm. I have to let what happened go. And I did just that. Wow. So powerful. That is I so did. powerful. Now, you said that you also um, experienced abuse and relationships. Do you think you know, based off of your past um, as a child that 
you know, gave you poor um, decision making in, in relationships as well? It did. <laughs> and I, it really did. Um, you know, you try to see the good in people. Uh -huh. um, yeah. But because of stuff that's happened to me, it blinded me. It didn't allow me to see um, who people really were. I never really took the time out to figure out who these people really were. I just jumped right into a situation, you know, like, oh, I could trust them, whatever. But mm -hmm. that's always not the case, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would jump into a relationship um, almost like I needed, I needed something. I needed to, um, I don't know, just fill that. Fill the void. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Void. Exactly. And, um, you know, I chose, I chose the wrong person. I, there's several people, you know, relationships that I've been in where, you know, they weren't healthy relationships. That was the only one that was abusive, but, you know, um, relationships that, that were good, I can honestly say today that I've been the reason probably for the breakups or mm -hmm. a divorce mm -hmm. because, right. because of what happened to me, I was unable to trust people. You know, so when you're unable to trust, you can't be in a healthy marriage or relationship because you just can't trust them. You can't communicate with them. So, I mean, what do you do? And that was part, that's what I was saying. Like that part of my life caused so much destruction and yeah. distraction. It, it, you know, I had to learn all over again. I had to learn like, no, you can't let your past create mm -hmm. your story. You have to... Yeah. You know, I, I, I had to learn that um, my past is not me, you know, and, and just let it go and just do. I had to learn to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. um, it made me build a better relationship with God. I will say yes. that. Mm -hmm. It absolutely yes. it, It's almost like he was trying to get my, it, he made me, he got my attention. <laughs> he, and it's like so much was going on and it was like he was trying to get my attention. Like, you're going to learn how to obey me. You're going to learn <laughs> how to, you know, right. listen to what I'm trying to tell you. You're going to mm -hmm. learn to have faith. <laughs> and so there was a day where I literally had to have faith. And I sat down one day, sat on my floor. I'll never forget, threw my hands up and just started calling his name. And I started crying. From that Amen. point on, Amen. things started to Thank shift. God. Started to shift. And mm -hmm. so here we are today. Nowhere near perfect, <laughs> but um, he's working on me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I love how God works because it's when we're in the midst of something, he's like, you over there and I'm trying to get you over here. I just need right. you to stay focused. Like you ain't, you ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing or what I'm trying to show you. And we be right. so blinded because we're stuck in the emotions of what's going on instead of, mm -hmm. you know, staying still and listening mm -hmm. and taking that time to just obey him. Yep. Yes. Things could be easier if we yes. just obey him. And yep. um, I love how you mentioned that, you know, you had good relationships, but with you out being healed, you kind of bled on, on others without... Yes without being fully healed. And I think a lot of people forget that if you go through something and you don't take care of yourself first, no matter who, you, who you're with or who you become in a relationship with, it's not going to work out until you heal within yourself first. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right. 
That's exactly that true. That is true. Yeah. So Nisi, yeah. mm -hmm. you're a mom of grown and you got grand, you have your mommy and your grandma. Yeah. <laughs> and your beautiful grandma. Thank you. <laughs> so Thank you. um because you've been abused and I know we having children on ourselves. And I you probably as a mom already have spoken to them about if anyone had touched them, even though you didn't speak to them about it. Mm -hmm. Um how did your kids take it when they found out that you were abused? Man, my son, you know, he's a mama's boy. And of course, you know, it was it was tough for him. And he's always wanting to protect me, you know, mm -hmm. even with the second husband. He wanted he still wants to fight, you know. Uh -huh. he, if I ever see him, I'm gonna fight him. It's like it's over. <laughs> it's, it's it's over with. Um, but of course they were hurt, you know, and um you know, but as I told them, it's over with, you know, what's done is done. And of course I had the conversations with them. Um, my grandkids, I do the same with, you know, my, my granddaughter's one, my grandson is five. And I have that conversation with them all the time. Um, well, especially with the five-year-old. Mm -hmm. um, but that is something that I will continue to instill, <clears throat> excuse me, instill in them um, because I don't want them to go through what I went through. Yes. You know, yeah. um, I, yeah, like I said, my, my, my children being that they're older again, they found out when my parents found out, um, but they really got really into everything. Once the book came out, they, there's things they were like, what? I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of people didn't know that, <laughs> but you know, um, I'm just glad that they, you know, that they understand uh, why mommy may have lashed out at them or may have, mm -hmm. you know, acted a certain way. I've never beat my children or nothing mm -hmm. like that. But, you know, sometimes we get in our feelings where we might snap at our ch children for no reason. Right. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm glad that they understand why. I may have been like that. And of course, there's a lot of apologies. I have to say, yeah. I'm sorry for this or I'm sorry for that. Um, but, you know, that's part of life. Life will never yeah. be perfect for anyone. And if right. life was perfect, you know, it would be boring around here. <laughs> so, you know, it, it yeah. is what it is. It um, is. Just have to learn to live life. <clears throat> um, and even though it's being a mom and even though they're adults and they know that now, did that ever point when you were little, were you ever afraid that they would be abused by anyone close to you? It, I mean, even if it wasn't your uncle or your grandfather, but just, I mean, just anyone. And I know as a mother, we think like that, you know, we have to think like that because, you know, with, when somebody gets abused, we're also thinking like it may happen to our children because right. of the generational curses that goes on. Right. As right. well. <clears throat> yes. Um, <clears throat> I've always been paranoid about pe people being around my kids or my kids going to places, just like my parents. I didn't let my kids, when they were little, go anywhere, mm -hmm. you know, to be babysat. If they're not with their grandparents, there was no one but us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I think even today, it's hard to put your kids somewhere. Because oh, yeah, you just definitely. do not know. And it's sad because the family members, yeah. <laughs> those are the biggest the ones. ones. <laughs> because they have mm -hmm. the access to your kids. So, they do. you know, mm -hmm. being that they have the most access to your kids, to your home, 
you know, what do you do? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And then yeah. you try to put them in daycare or something like that. You know, I don't, my grandkids, they can't go to daycare. My grandson, when he went to daycare, he went to the one that I worked at. Uh -huh. Not going okay. nowhere else because I can watch you. You know what I mean? Oh. Um, I was his preschool teacher. You're not going, you know, <laughs> and then he went to a different preschool and I was nervous about that because I wasn't there. He had to see another teacher. You know, you just get nervous. But again, you have to, sometimes you have to lighten up because again, life's not perfect and you just yeah. don't know. We can't guard our kids 24 hours a day. Yeah, right? You just have to pray and know that they're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. But if they're not, let's just pray that they come and talk to you before it's too late. Because again, me holding mine in for 22 years, it caused too much, pro too many problems. And yeah. I don't want them to have these things happen to them. And then, 22 years later, my grandson is, you know, an abusive boyfriend or husband mm -hmm. or he's yep. robbing or an mm -hmm. alcoholic because yep. of some things that happened to him as a child. Right. Yeah. So and that's why it's important that we talk to them now and give them the tools to know what's good, what's bad. So they can say, hey, he touched me or hey, she did this or she did that, you know, so okay. just got to pray that everything is and that they're able to open up and communicate with you as well. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. family members. And, you know, when they put the fear in you, it's kind of hard for yeah. a child to open up and express that, you know, a family member is doing this to them. Because right. a lot of, I hear a lot of people that's been through it, they don't, they don't believe their stories, you know, or right. they're lying. So it's, it's harder for people to express that they've experienced being, abused or molested or raped or whatever the case yeah. may be because the fear of you know your parents not believing you yeah right right and i knew my parents would believe me yeah you know when i said something when i told my father um about my mm -hmm. uncle um he was actually on his way to go visit him in prison wow. um, the day that i told him he had he was serving 15 years for raping his girlfriend's daughter and so the day that i told oh, my dad about his brother doing it to me he was upset. He went to go visit. I don't know what was said to him. I don't know what conversation they had. I just knew that I needed to tell him what he did. Did I want to talk about it again after that? Absolutely not. Whatever happens mm -hmm. from that point, have I just knew I needed to get it off my chest. Right. With my grandfather, I never told him because I wanted him to get better with his cancer. I wanted him to not have to really deal because that would have been harder for him you know yeah. what i mean because that was his father um so i didn't want to tell him until he was better unfortunately mm -hmm. he never made it so i never got to tell him so oh, okay wow. so i want to go back to what janeiro was talking about uh you know from what i heard stories as well were you know family members or family know what's going on but they just throw it under the rug so mm -hmm. no one knows. They know what's going on, but mm -hmm. they'll allow it to continue to go on. And that is the most sickening part and the most saddest thing because that's, like you said, you know, your family didn't know, no one knew, but there's families that do know and be like, you better not say nothing and allow it to continue to happen. And it's just hard. I can imagine when somebody that knows that their family knows about it. it it's traumatic as well like i just yeah. don't understand how anyone can even let someone a let a let someone a family member touch a child like that it's just yeah 
Yeah, again, I mean, you just never know what their childhood was like. You, mm-hmm. you just don't know um, what adversities they were going through. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's sad because it's, it's a domino effect. You yeah. Know? And, and that's why I think why it was so easy for me to, I won't say so easy, but it was a, it was easy for me to say, okay, I forgive him or, you know, because it happened to him. So it's really not his fault. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's his fault, but it's not his fault. <laughs> it, yeah. yeah. Um, he kind of, you are an adult and you understand what's, I'm sorry, you, you're an adult and you understand what's right from wrong. But at the same time, had this not happened to you, you wouldn't have touched me. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And we, we don't know what he was going through mentally as well, you know? Right. Um, but I, I thank you for trying to break the chain and, you know, opening up the doors to be able to express your story so yeah. that you can hear from, you know, several people in your family that experienced it and that you're able to help others. Did you have any, um, did you experience any positive outlet outlets while going through this um, as you got older or, you know, besides um, you know, getting closer with God? Besides having my kids, I think that was probably the the best thing that's that happened, you mm-hmm. know, because I have something to really, you know, hold on to and love on and, and teach them, you know, right from wrong and just being able to protect them because the people that hurt me were supposed to protect me. So my right. positive outlet was being able to protect them. Mm-hmm. And so, and be genuine about it, you know, <laughs> um, you know, I did go to beauty school and, um, I mean, besides writing this book after my kids, writing this book was the best outlet, I believe, of, of it all. Mm-hmm. I hate to read. I hate to write. Um, but when I started writing, it was like, okay, <laughs> this feels good to really get this off of my chest. Uh-huh. It really feels good to release all of this negative energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did it in such a way that um, would keep me from going back and hating them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I had to pray about it, you know, before I started writing. And that's the reason why I wrote my journal. Um, my journal is the same thing for people who can't or won't verbalize, you know, um, what has happened to them. Because a lot of times what we can't do is talk. We can't mm-hmm. express ourselves because mm-hmm. we're scared. Um, as women, and I know there's some men, but majority of us women, we love to write down our feelings. Yep. And so when you put it in on paper, you're live, you're going to let out everything. Yep. Things that you'll be like, what? <laughs> yep. I forgot about that. Right. <laughs> so you just start writing all this stuff. Yep. And, you know, um, and, and that's, yeah, I, that journal, even though my book is my everything, that journal to me is everything because it's not for me. It's for mm-hmm. others who are trying to get out of that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. That is trying to express themselves and they can't. So if you have this journal, which is not ordinary, it has scriptures and affirmations and stuff mm-hmm. like that, questions and a promissory note. Um, on the promissory note, um, let me just here you go. Um, this, the promissory note helps um, you. It actually allows you to um, promise yourself that 
you know, after you're done with your journaling, that you'll promise to give it to someone that you trust wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you can give it to someone that you trust wholeheartedly, they're going to read it. And they're going to be like, oh, wow. They're going to talk to you. Now you're going to start talking. Bam. There you go. Wow. That's your start of healing right there. Just being able to talk about it to, with someone. So, yeah, that those two things right there is the best thing for me. So. Wow. That's awesome. I'm hoping my phone don't cut off for you guys. What percentage are you on? Mm, I don't know. It looks like it's really low. Probably. Like <laughs> <laughs> All right. Really All right. Let's let's move through some questions. So if you could assist or help someone that was in your shoes, what would you like to share? Um, first and foremost, 10%. First and foremost, <laughs> I would say open up. This is not the, today is not the day to be scared of anything. So much is going on in the world today that we cannot continue to be scared. We, if we can open our mouths about, sorry to whoever, I'm not trying to offend anyone, but if we could be, you know, open about white people doing things to us and open our mouths about that, then you can open your mouth about someone, you know, violating your space you know, and touching you. And so I would encourage those who are unable to talk to just whew, pray about it. Tell somebody, just speak up. You know, um, I have a children's book that's for the children, the same thing um, that, you know, we want to teach our children the same thing, you know, to talk. So my children's book that's coming out it's to teach those children about good touch and bad touch. So we just want to, mm-hmm. with the children, starting with our children, let's start opening up. Let's start expressing, you know, what our feelings are. Because one thing I do know firsthand, you will not be happy in your life until you release all of those demons that you have bottled inside. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you want to be a happy person, start talking. Right. And where can we find your books at? Um, you can catch it on Amazon. Um, if you get it from my website, of course, it'll be a signed copy. And that's at imnecej.com. Um, that's I-M-N-E-I-C-E-E-J.com. Um, my book, my journal, and then again, my children's book will be on there um, hopefully within the next couple weeks. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Um, for, for our viewers, uh, before we actually got on the platform today, uh, DC did tell us that she was unable to find her charger. You know, the enemy is always at work. Always at work. Uh, we are just moving a little bit faster in regards to uh, today's platform, but I believe that, you know, she did speak on um, a lot of things that I wanted to cover today that was important. I do want to just go through um, the comments to see if there was any questions we had from our viewers. Uh, we did have some comments. We have someone, CL Key. Thank you, Nisa Jury, for sharing your story. And have some other people saying that they're proud of you. Thank and you. What else we have? Uh, we have one from Queen News. It says, I love you, Can I love how you can just speak so freely and transparent. I appreciate you so much for sharing your story. I can relate so much with everything you spoke of and how you felt 
and feel. God is so good. I have one question for you myself. How do you speak so freely when so many life experiences have tried to silence your voice? Again, God has put me in a position and I will always put, God will always be the one to put you in a position to, you know, to, to move forward. You know what I mean? If you allow yourself to sit and, and stay stagnant, that's the devil. You have to listen to the, you have to listen to God. I mean, that some people don't believe in God, but um, for me, God told me what I needed to do and I did just that. And so, um, you know, you have to have a forgiving heart. Yeah. You do have to have a forgiving yep. heart. And if you don't have that, you're going to be an angry person for the rest of your life. Cause people mm -hmm. are going to piss you off all the time. Mm -hmm. People are going to mm -hmm. do stuff to you all the time and yep. you have to learn to forgive. I've been pissed off multiple times. <laughs> and so I have to learn to let it go. Hmm. Yeah. And you bring more peace within yourself too. Yep, exactly. You exactly. You pick and choose what's what's worth your time, what's worth your energy, mm -hmm. and what's worth your peace. Yeah. Yep. So you I just, that. You just get to a point in your life you just won't tolerate certain things. You right. Know? right. You start growing. Right. You start growing and growing, glowing, growing <laughs> and glowing. Going and growing. <laughs> yes. And God in the midst of everything. Right. <laughs> it wasn't coming out. Right. <laughs> I am so honored. Um, thank you for sharing your story. And hopefully someone takes from this tonight so that they're able to come out and, you know, able to speak their story and say something because sometimes too many are so silent. Even like you said, after 22 years, some people never say anything, period, and right. die, die along right. with it, you know? Right. And I appreciate you so much. Right. So, and if you know somebody, I mean, there's so many people that still that's angry and, you know, mm -hmm. have an attitude with you or, mm -hmm. you know, they're just miserable. Just know somewhere in their story has happened. Some negative things have happened. Right. You yeah. Know, we can't judge everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Off of, you know, how they're them. behaving. Mm -hmm. Right. Just know yep. something has gone on with them. And we have to be, you know we have to be mindful of that. We have yeah, to be patient with, we have to be patient with people. Yeah. You we know? Um, we're not, again, we're not perfect, but we do have to be mindful of our um, fellow loved ones and those, even those you don't know. Right. Um, just take the time out to, to ask questions, you know, to understand, um, you know, bottom line is people have to be willing to, to, to open up. So, you know, if they're willing to open up, be willing to listen. Yeah. Yes. Right. Well, Nisi, we have a question we ask all our guest speakers. Mm -hmm. What makes you uncommon? What makes me uncommon? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> what makes me uncommon? Um, Just the fact, I don't know if I'm, that's uncommon, but just the fight that I have. Mm -hmm. Um, the fight that some people may not have thought I had in me, mm -hmm. but you know, I surprise myself sometimes. Yes, you know. So, um, I, I realized that I've become something that I never thought that I would ever be. 
besides an author, just being a fighter, not a physical fighter, but a, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a fighter and I'm a survivor. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I mean, that's what I feel make me uncommon, but um, I'm sure there's a bunch of other things. If I sit back and ponder on it, <laughs> but that I know I am a fighter now. And I'm very happy that I found that, that I found that in me. Thank you so much again. And before we close, um, everyone, I will be mentioning our clothing. Um, check out our apparel um, at www.uncommonwomen.net. Definitely check them out. We got some nice hoodies there. Um, you know, it's still it's still cold out, people. You know, the hoodies and the Chanera shirt. Um, and also, as uh, as of right now for 2022, we are starting to do awarenesses. Um, and on IG. So uh, I am looking for awarenesses for the month of May, June, May, June, and July. So if you want to, if you know someone or you yourself want to come on, and if you have any awarenesses to come speak on those months, you can contact me at uncommon3women at gmail.com. And as well as next Tuesday, make sure you tune in on Tuesday, the 15th, uh, uh, the awareness for the month of March will be bleeding disorders. And I have a fantastic um, lady that's going to be speaking on bleeding disorders, uh, 7 p.m. Central, um, again, on IG. And also... Um, Make sure you check out our YouTube channel, like and subscribe. Um, and you know, and if uh, you know anyone or anyone that wants to come on our platform, you can also contact us through our other email at uncommon women, uncommon, uncommon women podcast at gmail.com. And then again, um, if you know anyone that's being abused or you being abused yourself, please be a voice, please speak up. Because it's very important because as it causes a lot of pain and as as me, myself, and as Nisi has been through something like this, call your local authorities, talk to one in school, talk to someone close to you that will understand or somebody that you really trust. And and on this on the screen here, we have the sexual abuse hotline. You can also call that. And thank you again for this evening and stay on comment. Bye.